With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Her name is Stephanie 
play. Missionary Baptist Church in Newark, New Jersey, where her husband serves as the pastor. Stephanie received her master's degree in psychology from Capella University in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and her bachelor's degree in psychology from American International College in Springfield, Massachusetts. She also received a counseling certificate from Capella in contemporary theories in counseling theories. She gave her life to Christ at the age of 13, and since that day, she has always had a passion for serving and encouraging others. I'm not going to read all of her bio because there's so much um, that she has to share, and I want to make sure that she has plenty of time to share with you on today. So I'm going to bring her on out of hold the holding pattern. Are you there, Lady Stephanie? Yes, I am, Miss T. Um, you know, the phone oh. is still playing it's really loud in the broadcast, so we can barely hear you. Yeah, it's going down. It's going down. Can you get a little oh, bit closer God. to your microphone? <laughs> yes, I can. All right. Yes, I'm so glad that you're here with me on today. And um, I just want you to just take a moment and just, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I gave the little basic introduction, but just tell us a little bit about yourself on today. Oh, praise God, Miss G. It's a blessing and an honor to uh, to talk with you today and to share um, with those who are um, on the line or those who are uh, listening to this broadcast um, after today. Um, I am a New Jersey born and raised uh, woman <laughs> of God. Um, I have um, several sisters and brothers. I don't come from a small family, um, but a family of love. Um, I've been blessed to work with the Department of Children and Families for the past 20 years, um, and I, I, I love I love being a wife. I love being a mother. Um, I even love being first lady of our church, amen, and just being a blessing to the all women of our, in our church and to all those, whoever I come into contact with. Um, you already read, I think when you read the uh, bio, I have uh, psychology is my field. So even though I work in the business area, mm-hmm. but psychology is my field. I have a master's in psychology, um, a bachelor's and a master's in psychology. I love counseling. I love talking with people and um, just kind of breaking bread, just just sitting down and talking about how the day mm-hmm. is going, how life is going, and just how we can do better. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Um, you have such a rich background, and so um, this book that we're going to talk about today that you um, have authored is so, um, I'm sure it wasn't a, a hard job for you because not only have you probably gone through things yourself, but talking to so many different people in your arena of, um, or your areas of expertise, you probably have uh, experienced a lot of people dealing with a lot of different types of situations and experiences, um, struggles and, and suffering. And so you wrote a book entitled Nobody Wants to Struggle, Nobody Wants to Suffer. And then I think there's a little question on the end of it that says, <laughs> but is it necessary? I like that. Um, I like that part. But is it necessary? <laughs> Because nobody uh-huh. wants to, but is it necessary? Nope. That is really an important question. 
Yes. So my, my, my question to you first is um, how was this book birthed in, in you? How, I, you know, as I just said, I'm sure you had a lot of things that you probably, you know, could have developed the book out of, but what type of personal experiences or whatever did this book come from? Okay, well, the book came from uh, two different um, vantage points. One was my own personal struggles. Um, I, I believe I shared um, at the workshop that I did in um, in the Dominican Republic um, on my yeah, book. Awesome. And um, yes, that um, you know, as a single parent, you know, a lot of times people don't know what single parents go through. You know, you don't know the struggles. Mm-hmm. You don't know when you only, when you only have one income, or you know, and the job you're on doesn't pay. You know. The, the best pay while you're trying to go through school and trying to better yourself and trying to provide for your child. And, you know, there were days when, you know, like I shared, I didn't eat so my daughter could eat. Um, and I thought, I'm not the type of person to burden my, my family or my parents because I could have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, easily went around the corner ate at my mother's house who lives in the same town, but I'm just not that person. And I always believe that God mm-hmm. puts you um, in a space where the only person you can depend on is him. You know, so mm. while I was going through, and, and when I went through my struggles for at least three to four years of this, just financial struggles, relationship struggles, um, uh, employment struggles, and it was a struggle. But one of the things I think, I don't remember if I shared this in DR, but one of the things that um, the most significant thing that came out of all of that was, you know, it kind of sounds cliche-ish when you say I was better, stronger, and wiser, but I was. Right. At the end of all right, of that, right. and going through all of that, you know, the Lord was with me and leading me and guiding me, and I was trusting him more than I've ever trusted him before in my life, and I'm telling you, I got so many blessings, I got so many doors open, so many opportunities, um, you know, that it just took my faith in God to a whole nother level. I was just better overall as a person, as a mother, as a woman of God, I was just just better just by that whole experience. So that's one um, experience. And then uh, the other thing is, um, you know, I look at, and again, because I talk to various people, counsel people, I look at um, Christians, and, you know, it's very difficult for us to understand why we have to struggle. We understand why everybody else is struggling, because we used to be there before we knew the Lord. Right. So we understand why they're struggling, but we, a lot of times we don't get that concept. Like, well, why do we have to struggle? We've accepted right. you as our Lord and Savior. Uh, we're your child. Um, you're supposed mm-hmm. to provide and protect. And we think in our minds, you know, um, every day should be a good day. Every day, every day should be sunny, that um, only good is supposed to come to us and no evil, no struggling, and no suffering. Um, but not so. Not so. Mm-hmm. That, that's not, you know, that's not how it is. That's not how God is even designed for it to be. Amen. So, yeah, so those were kind of the uh, the two situations that um, burst, the, you know, the book, because I want to share with other okay. people and encourage people um, to, uh, to endure and to remember the God that we serve. A lot of times we lose sight of God when we're getting bombarded or when we're, you know, suffering and struggling through things. We lose sight of God. So I just want to remind people he's the same God, the same God that loves you, the same God that saves us uh, and provides for us and protects us and will always give us victory. So I, I read the book. It was um, um, as you you said to me in the beginning that it was an easy read, and it really was. I read the book in a couple of hours. Um, mm-hmm. It was it captured my attention. 
uh, it, it had a lot of, um, I, I'm trying to think of the right words to say, but when I looked at the book, I was seeing a lot of myself in the book. And then I had a lot of questions, and I started writing down these questions, and then I was saying to myself, um, well, I got all these questions for her. Uh, good thing about the book was that, and I'm just putting this in there for anybody that wants to get the book, the good thing about the book was before I could even finish, most of the answers were right there <laughs> by the time I get fin- <laughs> got finished the book, which is great because a lot of times you don't get that out of the book. You may get you know, you may get read something and you get questions and then you don't get an answer and you're still waiting for like the the uh, the next um, episode so that you can get the answers. Um, but it was great that I was able to get these answers out of the book. Um, I want to ask you one question first, though. As a first lady, do you feel that most of the struggles within the church and church folks um, are birthed out of people, uh, out of the making of our character, as uh, you've mentioned in the book? Or do you feel that some of our struggles are actually just from improper um, teachings or a lack of teaching and guidance in the church? Like, you know, um, a lot of times people will talk about, well, the church doesn't do this and the church doesn't teach finances the way they should. They don't teach education. You know, they don't push education. They don't teach family you know, um, uh, morals and things the way they should. Do you think that that's where a lot of our struggles come from, or do you think it's mainly the making of our character? Um, I think that the majority of our struggles. I would. I definitely say. I definitely would say that it is not um, a lack of teachings and guidance in the church. Um, you know, psychologists. And I told you that's my field psychology. You know, we like to mm-hmm. quantify things. We like to run tests and get statistics and all of that kind of stuff. So I can't give you the statistics of um, churches where that's not occurring. But I do know from the plethora uh, of preachers and pastors that my husband is affiliated with, they are anointed men, men and women of God, and they are preaching and teaching all that they know how. Um, and a lot of times it's just people get so bombarded in their struggles and in their situations, they don't come out to Bible study. So they don't come out to hear the teaching on finances or on education or on family. You know, they stay away from church. They stay away from Bible study. And that's your lifeline, the Word of God. It's like feeding a baby. If you mm-hmm. only feed a baby once a week, like on Sundays, what's going to happen to that baby? The baby's going to die. So you mm-hmm. need that Word during the week. You need to meditate on it, study it on your own, but you also need the teachings which I believe teaching is going for in the churches. But, again, I believe um, also we get overwhelmed in what we're going through. Um, so we get sidetracked. We lose our focus, and the first thing we do is leave church or put church on the back burner. Yeah. You know, we have we right. fix our own problems, so we don't have time to go to Bible study. Or we don't have time to go right. Sunday because we're trying to overtime to pay these bills that we have, forgetting that God is our source and our resource. Yes, he is. <laughs> Yes, he is. So um, just just looking at some points that I, you know, I, I picked up out of the book, um, I like where you broke down a lot of different things. One of the things that you said that stuck in my mind, which I'm sure everybody pretty much knows, is pretty much everybody in life will or has uh, faced struggles, tests, and trials. Yeah. Um, 
the book not only speaks about the struggles and the sufferings, but also about the purpose of it and its necessity of it as a believer. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, one of the things that, and it doesn't take a scientist to figure this out, if you just look around, you will notice that everybody struggles and suffers. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you're the CEO or if you're the janitor. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you're in America or if you're in Europe. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. It doesn't matter if you're Catholic or Baptist. Everybody struggles and everybody suffers at some point in life. It's um, it's inevitable mm-hmm. and you can't escape it. <laughs> and it knows no boundaries. Like it, you know, it's not bound by um, like I said, race or or gender or any of those kind of things. It's just a part of life. It's just a part of living. Um. So um, once we realized, once I realized that, I never, you know, took a look at it until I um, started writing the book. I said, wow, you know, my prayer is that this book is universal. You know, this book is not about, Mm -hmm. it's not a woman's issue about struggling and and suffering. It's everybody. I've sold this book to Buddhists, Hindus. I've approached the Muslim Mm -hmm. sisters, and I had a conversation with them. They agreed it's universal. And, um, you know, these are topics that, um, the invite can relate to because we've all been there and done that, and, and right. we'll go through again, and we'll reach that point again. Mm-hmm. So, in the believer's life, God sends the test to prove us um, and to increase the strength and quality of the believer's faith, according to chapter four. Um, mm-hmm. And this testing of our this testing of our faith produces patience. So you say mm-hmm. our trials are used to refine us. Yeah. Question, do you think all tests for the believers are from or allowed by God? I absolutely or, do or, because two reasons. Number one, because God is okay. sovereign. So there is nothing that goes on in this world that he um, is not aware of and that he doesn't give the okay. And the um, example of that, or the proof of that will be in the book of Job, when Satan goes mm-hmm. to God and he says, well, you know, what have you been doing? He said, I've been on the earth roaming to and fro, seeking whom I may devour. And then God said, have you tried my servant Job? Job wasn't doing anything wrong. Job, Job was upright. He was serving God. And, um, you know, and it was God who gave Satan the okay to afflict Job. But it was also the same God that delivered Job. So do you think that it, I, I I hear you, but do you think that we can self-inflict, you know, some of our struggles and trials by our disobedience? Like, you Absolutely. know, God may have had a different plan for us, of course, but because we chose to go left instead of going right, um, you know, we're we're just causing ourselves more struggles than we normally would have. You are absolutely right. Um, there are two types of um I would say um, methods or ways that, that, you know, struggle or suffering is inflicted upon us. It's either self-inflicted, you know, by the choices that we've made, or it's God-ordained. Mm-hmm. It's usually mm-hmm. one or the other. It's not, yeah, so, yeah, so in, in, in the first question that you asked, you know, it's not always, well, it is always God-ordained because God, God is omniscient, and God already knows the decisions okay. that we're going to make, right? Okay. So, um, and he yeah. gives us perfect will. He gives us free will. So we have the will, mm-hmm. you know, the, um, 
the ability to make his hope choices, is that we would. He already knows the path that we're <laughs> yeah. going to take. So he already knows those choices right. will lead us the wrong yeah. way, you know, yeah. into further struggles. Okay. Yeah, I was saying his hope is probably that we would make a different choice, but. <laughs> right. But right. Then knowing our 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 human minds, he says, "Ah, they're probably gonna go this way." But I'm just hoping. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I love chapter four. Chapter four was really um, it really kind of touched me. And when you started talking about the refining moments in our lives, and it was interesting because, um, I believe my bishop had just talked about that this week in Bible study, talking about the dross and um, moving away the dross. I mean, it was yeah. it was. It's so interesting. It was almost the same. It was as if he had been reading this book, and I know he has not. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so what happens when one seemingly can't stand um, the heat of our tests and trials? And, you know, some people, they say that it's too much for them to bear. And, you know, we, we, we have the old saying, God knows how much we can bear. But there are some people who just seems like they really feel like they can't handle it. And they walk away. What happens uh-huh. then? Well, unfortunately, I think we've all been um, pushed to the point um, at various points in our lives where we felt we couldn't handle it anymore or we couldn't take it another day or another minute. Um, and unfortunately, that happens when you're overwhelmed, when you're bombarded, when it's not just one thing going wrong, but it's ten things going wrong, you know, or every mm-hmm. area of your life. You know, there's something, um, there's some test or some trial going on. Um, and you said it best when you said, you know, I remember there were times when, you know, I said, Lord, if one more thing happened, I said, I'm telling you now, if one more thing happened, <laughs> yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Yes. And you know what? That's it. Just like God speaks to other people in the Bible and kind of like ignores what they say. <laughs> God right. <says> <laughs> I wouldn't put more on you than you can bear. So you got this daughter. You can handle this. Mm-hmm. And that was enough mm-hmm. to encourage me to keep pushing and to keep going. But also it's the, um, the fellowship with other people. And, you know, that's what the scripture says. We overcome by the word of our testimony. We don't open our mouths enough to other people to tell them where we've yeah. been and um, how we made it through and, you know, how, yes, it is a struggle, um, but everything is a season, mm-hmm. you know, and that your struggle is just where you're at right now is just a season. You know, another season is going to come around the corner. You just have to hold on and endure. So I want to ask you a question. Um, what about people who, um, I just want to take that question a little bit further, a person who uh, ends up in a mentally incapacitated um, due to maybe something that occurred to them, is there, you know, is there something to that? Like, I don't know how how to really formulate this question, but you know, okay, some, so like you say, you're saying, we God knows how much we can bear. But some people uh-huh. really go off uh, on the deep end because they just can't handle the situation. What about that? Well, okay. Well, you know what, um, and I believe I talked about in, in the beginning of the book um, how God designed us to be dependent on him and not independent. And what mm-hmm. happens is when we are not dependent upon God, again, we put our hands on it, and then we try mm-hmm. to fix it, and we try to find the solution. Okay. And it never works out for our good. It never does. 
because God never designed mm-hmm. us or created us to be independent of him. We are to depend mm-hmm. on God. And when we don't, um, it ends up a mess. It just ends up, we end up stressed out. We end up um, doubting God, um, staying away from people, even family members, um, mm-hmm. and we just pull away. And it only that only makes okay. matters worse. Because now you're away from the people who right. could strengthen you, the people who could, who could encourage you and pray you through. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. So now we know uh, as Christians and believers, we know that we will go through tests and trials. How mm-hmm. can we prepare for the test? <laughs> you know, we know that the pit, the pit is the test. Uh, or the mm-hmm. time of preparation for our future, but how can we prepare for the preparation time? Well, the only thing I can tell people is prayer and studying the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Word of God is what's going to prepare us because it's the Word that tells us, you know, it reminds us of the God that we serve, that He's omnipotent, that He loves us, that um, He will withhold no good things from us. Um, But if you don't study that word, you know, if you don't know Mm -hmm. God or if you don't know what he can do uh, for you or you don't know that he loves you, um, you know, and that he'll fight your battles and that he has a ordained victory for us, um, you know, then you get discouraged. Then you get discouraged Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and and then you you leave yourself open. You're not preparing yourself. You know, it's that word that's going to, you're going to need that word. And, and some people say, like, um, when you hear hymns sung in church, a certain songs, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a song baby. Like, I love gospel right. music. I love hymns and right. gospel music. Every now and then I can think of a situation that somebody is going through and I can think of a song <laughs> that ministers <laughs> right to the need. So you right. got to guard yourself. Yeah. Guard your heart and your mind and your ears and you got to, you got to know that you know. You got to meditate on that word, and you got to have it in you and ready, so that when right. you come yeah. and see different temptations and these trials and things like that, you know um, what's in your heart will come out of your mouth and in your actions. Mm-hmm. So if the word of God that's is in your heart, says. yeah, that's right. If it's in your yeah. heart, your heart will remind yourself, remind, remind you, you know, about God mm-hmm. and um, and encourage you. Just encourage us and just, mm-hmm. you know, just keep us faithful. Keep our faith in God. Right. As the scripture said, build yourself on your most holy faith. So mm-hmm. we only have a few minutes left. Um, so I want you to tell us again the name of your book and how people can um, get this awesome book and how they can follow or contact you, you know, in the event that they would like to. Sure. The name of the book is Nobody Wants to Struggle. Nobody wants to suffer, but is it necessary? Um, you can either uh, purchase the book on Kindle or Nook, um, and you can also download um, e-book, e-readers, but it is available on Amazon. Um, you can also email me at Stephanie, P as in Peter, Clegg, C-L-E-G-G, at gmail.com. And I'm also on Instagram at S is in Sam, P is in Peter Clegg. So those are the ways mm-hmm. that you can access get access to the book. This is really a great book, and I really do recommend it for 
pretty much every Christian because, as you say, we all go through tests and trials, and you might not need it today, but there may come a day when you just need to pick up something and read it, and it just reminds you of how to go through your tests and trials, and then you may be able to share it with a friend. Um, What is your main outcome for the book or your main desire for the outcome of the book? My main desire, the outcome of the book, is for um, is to encourage people. Number one, to remind people about the God that we serve. You know, don't look at the problem, but look at the as we say, the problem solver. Um, mm-hmm. For it to be universally sold. You know, I have it as an electronic book, so they can go over to Europe and Asia and wherever wherever God wants to send the book, because everybody needs mm-hmm. it. Because everybody struggles and everybody suffers, and it is necessary. It is necessary. This has been awesome. I really appreciate you, and I thank you for joining me on today. And I pray that everyone listening has received um, something, uh, you know. But before we leave, if you could just say a, a, a quick prayer for those that are listening, and we will um, hope to talk to you again in the future. And I pray many blessings for you. All right. Thank you, Ms. G, and I appreciate the opportunity. I am, I am extremely humbled and blessed. Let us go before the Amen. Lord. All, all wise and eternal Father, God, we come before you thanking you, God, for this opportunity, oh God. Thank you that the words of my mouth, oh God, and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, oh God. Let your word go forth, oh God, and touch all those in ear, ear range, oh God, those that hear this broadcast, oh God, those that are suffering and struggling, oh God. Help, oh God, this broadcast and the book, oh God, to go forth and accomplish what you have sent it out to accomplish, oh God, that people, your people, oh God, will remember you, oh God. Remember the God that we serve, oh God, that loves us, oh God, and will withhold no good things from us, oh God. God, we thank you for victory in advance, oh God. We thank you that suffering and struggling is just a season, oh God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. So I pray, oh God, that you give us strength to endure. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you to everyone out there listening. You've been listening to Miss G's Ladies Lounge, and we'll see you again next week. Many blessings to you all. God bless. I'm nothing without you. Lord, I'm nothing without you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.